Hey, hey everyone, it's Tori Townley with Servolution. On behalf of Pastor Dino Rizzo and our whole team, we want to welcome you to the Serve Brew. So grab your favorite mug and join us for a virtual coffee break with some of the raddest outreach leaders on the planet. We'll get to hear about their stories, their communities, gain fresh wisdom, insight, and practical tools to help us serve the people in our city with the love of Jesus every single day. So grab your coffee, your notebook, and hit play. Hey everybody, welcome to the Serve Brew. I'm Tori Townley. I hope you're having an awesome day. Um, we are in the thick of holiday season. Oh, my cat is here. So sorry. <laughs> We're in the thick of holiday season and you guys are probably all out there serving your community like crazy or maybe you're looking for some fun ideas or inspiration. Maybe you have questions and today is going to be a blast. It's going to be full of all those things. I have not one, not two, but three special guests today. Um, I'm going to introduce them really quick and we're just going to dive into all things holiday outreach from fall to Thanksgiving to Christmas and beyond. So I'm going to just introduce you guys in order that I see you. Um, let's start with Natalie Salinas. Hi, Natalie. Hello. Um, I am with Grace Church in Houston, and um, I'm the community engagement pastor here. Awesome. And go-to question, what's your Starbucks order or your coffee? How do you take your coffee? Okay, well, I'm going to be the crazy one because I don't drink coffee um, at all. I don't drink tea either. So you I, are drink, I drink water. <laughs> she doesn't eat meat and she doesn't drink coffee. Wow, healthy goals. Okay, well, thanks for being here on the Serve Brew coffee list. That's awesome. Cool. Um, Pastor Pablo is a second time Serve Brew guest. What's up? What a privilege to be here with you guys again. Uh, yes, my name is Pablo Morales, and I am the outreach coordinator at the Dream Center in North Charleston, um, South Carolina, and I'm just glad to be here. Fantastic. We love, love, love Pastor Pablo. We love Seacoast and we love Grace Church. I didn't dote on that because of the coffee situation. That really messed me up. Um, yeah, you guys are incredible. Pastor Pablo, you've shared your coffee order, but maybe give us a refresh if we want to send you some love in the mail. We'll gift card. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually, I don't, I rarely go to coffee shops. Um, I kind of like to make my own coffee at home because I can control my own how strong I want it and how much sugar I put on it. And most of the time I don't put sugar, but uh, I think lately I've just been doing just regular lattes. Regular lattes. I love it so much. And you're frugal. That's fantastic. I really need to take lessons from all of you. <laughs> okay, Connor, I am stoked you are here today. How's it going? Hey, thanks so much for having me on. I'm Connor. I'm coordinate the surf program for Movement Church based in Charlottesville, Virginia. Up north. 
You are awesome, Connor. Um, you've been coming to meetups, serve meetups for quite a while now and just hearing some of your ideas and your heart for your community and your church. You have such a heart for empowering the people in your church and getting them fired up and building that culture. So I've really learned a lot from you and thank you for being here today. Thanks to all of you guys. Um, okay, so like I said, today is all holiday outreach. I wanna get the full scope. Each of you guys in one way or another have shared some really like specifically amazing ideas that I was like, all right, we got to get y'all together. It's going to be a really jam-packed episode. So listeners, get your paper ready, whatever. It's going to be spitfire. So um, are we ready? <laughs> cool. Okay, awesome. So I'm going to start with fall outreach. Natalie, you guys did such a really cool idea for October 31st. Can you tell us the scope of that, the heart behind it, and some of the practicals? Yeah, definitely. We actually hosted Light the Night around the city and around our community, and it was small group based. Um, I really like to find opportunities to loop in other departments within our church. And so uh, the small groups uh, got together at whatever house they have their small group at regularly. Everybody came over and we equipped them with church invite cards, candy, um, like a Grace Church uh, yard sign and a bounce house to attract the children. So, um, so it was a lot of fun. The small groups got to hang out, but most of all, it was really just a time for us to be intentional when there's people already out in neighborhoods mingling and socializing. Um, it's a time for our church to be out and be the light in the darkness. So we hosted 10 locations around our community um, and there was so much feedback, uh, positive feedback that I got from it. Our small groups were uh, encouraged and the people that uh, were invited, uh, we've definitely had some new families come from that. Uh, we also, since it was on a Sunday, um, we wanted to loop in the whole church. And so we passed out little uh, stacks of invite cards to the whole church after service and encouraged them. If you're passing out candy, hand out an invite card while you're at it and represent the church. It's so brilliant. I love it. And uh, for listeners, Natalie has also shared like a quick guide on how they did this, all the details. So um, I will link to that, but you can go to servolution.org um, in the ideas bank and search light the night and there's more information and a link to the guide. So thank you for sharing, Natalie. I think it's so cool because a lot of times churches, it can be taboo. What do we do for October 31st? Um, you have to be so careful, but it's also such a brilliant opportunity because I remember I didn't do trick-or-treating growing up. Like that was not anything we did but for the first time I was a grown up and my brothers were like let's go let's just go see and I remember being like this is the only time neighbors talk to each other for a whole year I've never talked to my neighbors but this night people are engaged and they're open and they're talking and so for you guys just to be so smart about how can we be intentional and literally light the night? I think it was just so beautiful. So that captivated my heart. And I love that it's a small groups thing because you went where people are and you just empowered them to do what they're already doing and elevated that. So brilliant idea. Um, so cool. Do you guys, um, Connor, Pastor Pablo, um, did you guys do anything fun for fall? Like you don't have to say yes, but I just wanted to open it up if y'all had any fun ideas on that lane. Pablo's like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> He's saving it. He's got a lot for Thanksgiving, though. We did, um, I can't take credit for it because it was all our, our kids director, Sarah, who organized the vast majority of it. But we had a, a pretty large trunk or treat event. Uh, we partnered with a local outdoor mall. 
Uh, we got some like local businesses and local charitable organizations involved. Um, it was hard to estimate the amount of people that we served, but it was we we ballparked it at around a thousand. Um, and it was just a really awesome opportunity. Like you said, you know, Halloween is a holiday that kind of gets overlooked a lot of the time, but it's also the holiday that like most emphasizes interaction with your neighbors and your community. So it was a really awesome opportunity for us to, to get involved and engage with people one-on-one, -on -one, which is something that we've been working hard to have more opportunities to do. I love that so much. I think it surprised me. Our church actually did a tr trunk or treat as well. And it surprised us because we were expecting what we had last year, which was like, you know, 50 people. We had like triple, quadruple that. And I think coming out of COVID, people are even more so ready to engage and just like have a have experiences for once that are not virtual. And um, this year was so special. I love that you guys did it at a mall. I think that's so brilliant. Um, really, really fun. Everybody gets involved. That's fantastic. I saw a lot of trunk or treat this year, which is cool. Um, okay, awesome. So that was fall. Great stuff. Let's move into Thanksgiving. I know I'm going fast, but there's so much content today. It's going to be great. Um, I'm going to start with you, Pastor Pablo. You shared some fun stuff, including deep fried turkeys. Uh, what's happening for Thanksgiving at Seacoast? Oh, gosh. Uh, where do we even begin? Um, so the Dream Center, we've been doing uh, Thanksgiving at Seacoast. Uh, that's the name of our church. And um, so what we started doing is just um, 11 years ago, we started doing um, uh, what was just frying turkeys and um, engaging the, the church to provide side dishes. And on Thanksgiving morning, we'll do an assembly line at the gym in our church. And we'll just get a DJ and have music and uh, have people and partners come and uh, pick up um, hot dishes or hot uh, plates with, with um, all the Thanksgiving stuff. And they set out to deliver it. Uh, we started working with police departments and other churches. And uh, with COVID, it kind of tempered a lot of uh, the progress on that. Um, so what we ended up doing last year, we did a Thanksgiving kit dinner. Uh, or dinner kit. Um, so what what there was is we just brought uh, hundreds of, of turkeys and um, um, boxes with side dish ingredients for side dishes. Um, and our mentality there was we wanted to give the dignity back to people. Uh, I mean, we can cook all day long. We could uh, provide dinners every day, anytime. But we wanted to um, give it back to the families to allow them to create their own memories. And uh, so what we did, we created conversation cards. Um, it was really neat because I, we even, as a staff, we took the conversation cards at home. And uh, I personally will say I was not crying. I was crying. Because some of the stuff that, that we were talking about in, in a crazy year uh, just reminded us of how grateful we are that we were where we are now. And, uh, and how, how proud we are of our family and the people that we look up to uh, is, or, or at least in my, in my family are within our circle. Um, so I, I was just very grateful for that. And so we wanted to do that on the families that we were serving. So this year we're doing a hybrid uh, uh, model that we're frying 300 turkeys to provide close to 3000 meals um, engage in our church to do side dishes. And also on the side of that, we're working with schools um, in our area to provide the, the dinner kits that we made last year 
to provide to the family so they can create their own experience at home as well. So, uh, so it's a lot, a lot of excitement, a lot of logistics going on uh, because we work with other campuses. It, it kind of makes it tricky with, um, with communicating specifics to one campus versus the other. Uh, but we've been able to manage that pretty well. And uh, so, yeah, we, we've been having a lot of fun for sure. I love it. Always evolving and layering and figuring out what works. It's so cool. Can you tell us what kind of questions are on these conversation cards? I think it's so special. Yeah. So some of the conversation cards, is that me? Did you guys hear that? No. Okay. So um, what we have actually is on the conversation cards, we have questions like, who do you look up to? Um, and this year, who do you look up to or who, what stood out to you the most? Um, what's the uh, thing that you look, that you appreciate from the person on your right? So kind of creating the conversations within the home that um, you kind of just, I mean, spark a conversation and just really um, do a little um, um, remembrance of, of, of within the year, what happened and, and how you appreciate your family. Uh, or even if they're uh, within the friends, uh, in the friend circle, uh, how do you appreciate them? Um, so you kind of go around, you you pull a question and then you kind of pass it around. So people keep talking to this, they keep answering the same question. And um, and then you you keep pulling out as, and it, this is during dinner. So um, dinners are, dinner is super long because there's so many side dishes, there's so many desserts. So um, if, if the conversation gets a little stale, this is a very good way to kind of keep things moving. So. Uh, yeah, that's good. I love it. I need that in my personal life. I'm so bad. <laughs> Questions, small talk. That's such a thoughtful addition. I think I, I love watching when churches are able to layer on some of those ideas of like, how can we create more meaningful touch points for people? I think that's so cool. And I wanted to jump to Connor because um, in today's meetup, you shared a really cool component of the Thanksgiving outreach that you guys did or do with well, I'll let you share, uh, but it's something I had never really thought about the dynamic of. So tell us what y'all are doing for Thanksgiving. Yeah, definitely. So we, every year we partner with a local school in our area. They're an alternative high school that serve kind of some underserved children who, who are in need of a little bit more care and attention. Um, and we provide Thanksgiving meals, the supplies for Thanksgiving meals to all of the families that have students at that school. Um, and one of the awesome things, the feedback that we've gotten from the staff of the school is that by serving every single family at the school, there are families who otherwise might not have been able to celebrate Thanksgiving. And that's awesome that we have that opportunity to give them God's love and grace in that way. But then there are other families who might have been able to celebrate Thanksgiving alone with their immediate family who are now resourced to invite over friends, to invite over extended family and to share that love even further, which is such an awesome blessing, such an amazing opportunity to contribute to. I love that so much. It's like I said before, but like, it's something I hadn't really thought about. Like you could be so limited and like, even for me, I'm just now in a home that I could host people. And it's such a fun thing to be like, oh, I can have Thanksgiving at my house this year. I can invite whoever I want and I can really bless people. And so just to be able to give people like Pastor Pablo, you said like, it's the dignity thing. It's being able to really empower people. And that's just something that I hadn't really processed before. So I love that that's a piece of the pie for you guys. <laughs> I'm 
was such a dork the pie okay um sorry i'm on a day today oh okay natalie you have shared with me about i've made you share a dozen times what y'all are doing for thanksgiving but if you would share with our listeners y'all have some great stuff going on too what is happening yeah so i actually just finished um, sorting all the things that we were doing for Thanksgiving. And then I came back on here to do the podcast. So, um, so we actually uh, decided that we wanted to do Thanksgiving dinner boxes and we wanted to partner with local schools in our area because they typically already have identified the families that are in need. So it makes it a little bit easier to make sure it gets to the right hands. Um, And so we started with a goal of 200 dinner boxes that we were going to, um, to distribute And literally the first Sunday that we had it out in the hallway, those 200 were already like assigned as far as there's families that were ready to fill up those boxes. And so the next Sunday I had another 200 out. So we're doing a total of 400 Thanksgiving dinner boxes. Um, People from our church received a box with a shopping list. They went grocery shopping. They came back with the filled box. And, um, and then we threw in a, a free Thanksgiving turkey voucher from HEB. HEB was so nice um, and is like the local grocery store here. And they donated 500 free turkey vouchers for us. So we were able to throw in a free turkey voucher in the box. And, um, and then I roped in our uh, great, our seniors. Uh, they always meet once a month. And so they were so kind enough to write handwritten notes to all of these families. And um, it's one of those significant things that, um, yes, it's so nice to be able to give the tangible, but a note and a scripture or an encouraging word goes so much further sometimes in a family um, and in their life. And so, um, so I'm just excited tomorrow and Thursday, we're going to be distributing these boxes to um, schools in our local area. Um, I have more than enough. So we're also going to drop some off at a nonprofit that's serving a lower income community. And we're going to um, also drop some off at a homeless shelter um, that we support. And um, they not only get uh, don't accept donations for the shelter, but their heart really is to be the church within their community of where they're at. So they're also able to share the love and be able to distribute in their community as well. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's been an exciting time. Um, it was one of those outreaches where I told Tori, uh, on a phone call one day, Hey, I have 500 Turkey vouchers that were donated. How can I creatively make, turn this into something? And, um, this, that's what came out of it. So. I love it so much. And I think it's crazy. Like I don't know. I think it's so cool because the voucher is like a different spin on it. A lot of churches like usually have like these mounds of turkeys or hams and that's amazing. It's fun to see, but I think it's so cool that the families get to go shopping for their own meat of choice. Or if you're a vegetarian, a different thing of choice. I don't know what the main dish would be, (laughs) but it's so cool because it also logistically makes sense, especially right now. I've heard different areas it's a little bit harder to come by some of those things like the turkey whatever so it just it's really cool really fun way to do it and then we also talked um, earlier today just about how smart it is that you have thought through 
how your church members can be involved in different capacities. So based on their gift sets, their skill sets, how can they just have a touch in this thing that our whole church is going to do? The seniors writing notes, and I know you shared about um, the college ministry or the young adults. What was that that you guys did with them? So um, the young adults ministry wanted to participate, but uh, no offense to young adults out there, but I already knew ahead of time that if we gave young adults empty boxes, more than likely, they probably would just end up in the back of their car. They had good intentions to fill it, but they probably would forget. So um, we went ahead and just took up a cash offering and the young adults uh, staff team and interns went grocery shopping and filled the boxes. And so the young adults were able to help by supporting 20 families uh, for Thanksgiving and be a part of that. Um, but I think that my mentality in a lot of things is there's going to be people that are willing to give, they can give their finances, um, but they can't give their time. And then there's people that can give their time, but not their finances. And then there's people that maybe don't have the ability to uh, do physical labor or, you know, go out and serve, uh, but they can sit there and write a note. And, um, and so we try to look for ways to engage um, each group in our church uh, to be able to serve. So, so good. That goes for outreach across the board, like just being able to connect the dots and find people's goal. Like what's the gold inside of you and how do we plug that in somewhere? So you do that so well, Natalie, I love it. Um, Okay, so we have got Thanksgiving covered. Now I'd love to jump into Christmas and you guys each have shared some incredible ideas. So I might mix up my, the way I sent the questions to you guys. I don't know. <laughs> um, I wanna ask Pastor Pablo, you told us about a really cool event that you guys are planning. And even during COVID, I remember watching you guys reach out um, to this people group and just some of the really cool ideas that you guys have had and to see that evolve and grow um, into this Christmas idea is so exciting. What What is up your sleeve? Yeah, um, so this ministry started uh, during the time of COVID, um, this uh, single parents ministry. Um, I don't know about you guys, but we have kids and my wife and I work and uh, it's, it was hectic trying to uh, juggle work, family and uh, uh, being at home with school and all that stuff. So it was kind of tricky for us. And um, as we were talking about it, uh, we, we started uh, asking is like, how are single parents doing on this? Uh, how are they dealing with it? So we, we started with um, providing dinners. Um, we, we got together and we worked with Chick-fil-A, Little Caesars and other restaurants that uh, were willing to, to provide dinners for this, uh, these families. And, uh, and we just got small groups um, to um, to be able to get together and, and set out to deliver them and write notes and prayer for the people, uh, for these families. And, uh, and it, it took off. It took off. Uh, it was just more like, hey, let's provide dinner this month. And then God knows what happens next. So it's been a day-to-day, month-to-month type of thing. And, um, and we just keep getting blown away. Um, on, on July, on the month, in the month of July, we had a business who wanted to put together a Christmas in July event. Um, and uh, so they did it for the single, they did it for the single moms. And uh, it was just a blast. The whole, uh, took, they took care of everything, which by the way, is the best outreach when the good work gets done without you having to do much. <laughs> 
So that was a lot of fun uh, just to be able to see it and be part of it and just on the behind the scenes. But um, it, it continues. Um, and my, uh, our lead pastor, uh, Josh Surratt, went to um, a church in Texas and uh, they saw um, this, um, I, I believe it was Gateway uh, Church, where they actually did this kind of events where um, for the single moms that uh, it just parked is like, we should try it and see how it goes. So uh, we came together and uh, so what we're gonna be doing, it's uh, we're gonna be collecting gift cards for Christmas um, from the, through the congregation and uh, our women's ministry, um, it's gonna be uh, pretty much they took it up upon themselves to raise all the gift cards um, through their ministry. And, um, and then uh, in December, close to Christmas, we're going to host a Christmas party where we get to watch the kids. The moms go out, buy the gifts, and while we watch the kids and play with them and have a party, we get gifts for the moms at the location so the kids can wrap the gifts for the moms. And... Uh, and then after that, uh, we'll, I mean, we'll still have like ornaments and things that they can do, little notes for moms, and, uh, and then they can go watch uh, a movie. And while they do that, we'll have the single moms come back, and then they can wrap the, their own gifts for their kids. So that way they are set up, and they don't have to worry about it in the weeks to come or the days to come. Um, and hopefully they have a great time. So we're super excited. And uh, yeah, it, it'll be our first time, so we'll tell you how it goes and uh, some recommendations on the futures, but uh, we're excited. Yeah, please take good notes, because I'm going to come back and be like, can you make a guide for us, please? Can you make a manual? We need to learn how to do this. I love that y'all thought through the kids being able to give back to the parents. That is such a special thing to be able to do, and I love, I've seen a few dream centers and churches try different ideas like that. I went to one it was a shopping mall, but they also had like this craft zone for the kids. And there were all kinds of crafts they were able to make for their parents. And I think that you guys thinking through that is so special because you're instilling the generosity in the child and just that gift of being able to give back to a parent is so special. So, and I also love just the way that you guys fell in love with this pocket of people um, more than ever through COVID and just how meeting a small need has evolved into something so big, like really it's a whole ministry. And that's just a testimony to the people who are listening today, like you, you may have an idea in your heart and it may be something so simple, but you just never know the favor that could be behind it. And like the ministry God wants to do um, through that. So keep showing up, keep being faithful because it's going to be awesome. I love that idea, Pastor Pablo. Thank you for sharing. Um, I want to go, let me jump to Natalie on y'all's Christmas stuff. I know you'll have some really cool ideas brewing as well. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> So um, we are doing a toy drive and we are actually um, starting that this Sunday. And so um, we're going to transform part of the hallway um, just to set up some Christmas trees and we're going to display all the toys. So that way the church can see um, just how, you know, how successful it is and how amazing um, it is. It's, it's one of those things like when you see it with your eyes of the impact that what a church can do when they come together, it does something for, for families and for people. So, um, so what we'll do is we'll have Christmas trees out with tags on them and each tag will have a specific age range and, um, and gender. And so you get to pick, I want to support, or I want to buy a gift for a third grade year old girl 
or maybe I have a, you know, first grade year old girl, um, you know, it's one of those things when you can go shopping with your kids. And so you pick that out and then your kid can shop for a little girl that's her age. Um, and it goes all the way up to 12th grade because we all know that when it comes to toy drives, uh, the first thing people think of is younger kids and the older kids like high school age usually get uh, forgotten. And so we do encourage um, on the back of each of the tags that's going to be on the Christmas tree for each age group, there will be a list of gift ideas. And so on there, we're putting books, we're putting gift cards for the older kids, um, and we'll give specific age range or age group um, ideas on what they can get for each, um, each kid. And um, last year was the first year that we did it, and it was a, a huge success. Um, so one of the ways that we're going to distribute all of these toys once we get them is we're going to host a toy shop day. So we'll set up a whole toy store. Um, where parents um, that are in need can come and we'll treat it just like a store. Um, we want them to be able to like have that experience of shopping for their kid. And it is one of those like dignity things. Like it, you're, you're giving them the option of like what they want to pick out for their kid. So they come in, we have a shopping cart for them. We have little uh, shopping bags and they pick out three different items for each kid that they have. We do encourage that you pick one book or if you have an older kid, pick a gift card. Um, and then we'll have a gift wrapping station available for them and we'll gift wrap it for them. We'll load it in their car and all they have to do is put it under the tree. And, um, and so one of those uh, outreaches that I really love because it's fun to be able to shop with them and just talk with them. But then you always have the opportunity to pray with them at the end and encourage them. Um, before they leave. So we'll do the toy shop day. And then the following Saturday, we will do a toy distribution drive-through at the homeless shelter that we support. And the community will come through and just drive through, tell us what age kids they have, and we'll be able to distribute a toy um, to them as well. And um, that's always fun just because I, anytime I can be face-to-face -face with the person that's getting uh, or receiving uh, the gift. It just, I love for our volunteers to have that experience. And I love for, uh, you know, just our team to, to be able to see that firsthand, what it does for a family. So, um, so yeah, we have the toy drive and then we will do a um, prayer at the hospital. Uh, we partner with our local hospitals around here and especially through COVID. They, I mean, the emotional health of of all of these doctors and nurses has just been, they've been struggling and it hasn't really stopped. And, um, and so we're gonna go and we're gonna sing Christmas carols outside of the hospital. We're gonna pray for them as they are leaving for the, the day shift and coming for the night shift. And um, just really trying to create a environment of peace and of comfort uh, before they head in for their shift or as they're leaving. So good. I tell you what, Grace Church, like 
I told you, Natalie, during COVID, it was like when I started seeing you guys, like, I know you've done outreach forever, but you guys exploded creatively, consistently, and just like getting to know you guys and the ideas are just nonstop. There are so many cool things y'all are doing and things that you think through and just the intentionality. I love seeing how you are so intentional and creative to connect the dots, to build partnerships and really like cover the bases, just to think about the people that y'all have thought through and the experience that you're making sure people get to have is incredible. So great ideas. I think anybody could really take those and run with them and replicate them at their church. So great stuff. Um, I think we need a drum roll for this next one. This is like one of the coolest ideas. Um, Connor, you guys have something so special planned for serve day. I mean, for Christmas, not for serve day. What if I just gave it away? <laughs> Connor, what's going on? <laughs> okay, so it, I guess if, if people are watching this episode later and you've got the title, it's already kind of spoiled anyway, so you don't have to feel too bad. But we're doing a 12 Serve Days of Christmas campaign uh, at Movement Church. Um, one of the things that we've been really cognizant of over the last year, um, we're called Movement Church, right? So our goal has been like mobilizing our church to be a movement of God's kingdom. So all year we've been thinking about, you know, getting people plugged into opportunities, giving people the opportunity to take what's on their heart and like give it out to the community. Um, so we've been building up and building up and building up. And for December, for Christmas this year, we're going to capitalize on that holiday spirit. And we have 12 opportunities throughout the month of December for our church to, to give back and to love the community. Kind of a lot of them are centered around our Sunday services. So like we'll get our church pumped up by our fantastic worship band. They'll get pumped up by our awesome lead pastor and they'll go out into the lobby and immediately have something tangible that they can do uh, to give back to the community, whether that's we're gonna be collecting gift cards for some of the shelters that we support. Um, we're gonna be doing gift wrapping for a migrant camp that's in our area. Um, we're gonna be doing lots of Christmas card writing and like letters and notes of encouragement and prayer. Um, and the idea is, you know, they come right out of service, they have something awesome to do to get back to the community, and they're just fired up throughout the week, and then we give them even more opportunities to get plugged into organizations uh, throughout our area so that we can really be the movement that's our name, right, um, and, and show the love of God's kingdom. This is so cool. I have not heard of a church doing this before. And it just, it really caught my attention because I think um, you guys know if you're a leading outreach, you know that people are ready to give back during Christmas. A lot of times they're like, I remember you would always have to like triple your volunteer opportunities during Christmas because people just want to get involved. And sometimes that can be like, dang it, why don't y'all serve your route? Like where have y'all been all this time? But I think it's so brilliant, Connor, what y'all are doing to be strategic and like this is that time let's capitalize on that not in a weird way but just like it's time to empower you guys like get your feet wet show you a taste of like what could be happening all year and this is like your chance to build on that momentum and and push people into that and that heart so i think that's so cool um i know you gave some examples of what you guys are doing like the hands-on serves and things like that um can you show us a little bit practically like how you're advertising this 12 serve days of Christmas um, beyond the Sunday after church experiences? Is it a DIY kind of a thing, like go out on your own or what other opportunities are planned? Yeah, so our, our kind of one of our key 
methods of getting the sort of like actual projects done is we're mobilizing through some of our small groups, which we like to call movement groups. We like to play and stuff uh, through our movement groups. Um, and then we actually have a youth group that meets um, twice a month. And so they'll be doing some of them as well. Uh, so the idea is we can sign, kind of take these individual groups that are already, you know, they're already discipling together. They're already doing life together. And then we can kind of add this next layer of now you can love your community together, which we've given some small opportunities in the past uh, for our movement groups specifically to do uh, work in the community through the SURF program. But this is going to be kind of the, the biggest opportunity for them to really make a tangible difference. Um, I love that. And it kind of goes back to what I was talking with Natalie about just like making sure that there's a reflection, like your whole church is being able to be reflected in the expression of the community and expression of serving. So absolutely brilliant idea. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like we're going to see a lot of these popping up now. I'm going to be watching like, oh, it's another 12 serve days at Christmas. I think I might just do it with my family. I think it's such a cool idea. Um, okay. One more serve that I wanted to highlight. It's kind of a bonus serve. Pastor Pablo, you guys are doing something really cool for the winter what is that yeah um yeah i mean there's a lot of things that kind of what you're saying we kind of had to create uh, opportunities for our serve teams for our church to actually step into uh this time of the year because everybody wants to be part of something uh, i feel like everybody wants to close a year knowing that they did something good um and knowing that um that that they love well and i think uh it's a good way to end the year um, uh, after a crazy year. So, um, so for us, it's been awesome because Thanksgiving and everything has been like, the church has been moved, has been moving a lot during the last year. So, uh, so when we did all this, uh, we kind of got a, the attention from the mayor of our city and they they actually approached, uh, our church to see if we will be willing to, um, to do a homeless, um, uh, shelter, a, a shelter for homeless, uh, for cold nights. And um, so our team from our main campus or our Mount Pleasant campus and our West Ashley uh, campus that are looking to turn into a dream center in the future, uh, um, they took on tasks on this task. And so they're going to be turning their campus, their church building into a warming shelter uh, whenever the temperature reaches a, a certain um, level of, uh, of cold and outside. So uh, so yeah, we're looking at how we can actually best serve them during that time. We're looking at potentially getting showers for them um, that are mobile, um, maybe like a laundry laundry mat that is mobile. So we're we're trying to figure out ways that we can best serve them because uh, we just don't want them to have uh, to have them come and spend the night and then we'll see you later. Uh, we want to be able to really make an impact, and um, so we're trying to figure those out, those details. And uh, but yeah, it's exciting. It's the first time doing it, so we're. Uh, we're just planning as we go and we'll let you know at the end. I love <laughs> the it. I put everybody on the spot. I'm like, oh, you're going to try this? Okay, let's talk about it. Let's blast it. And we're all going to yes. follow along and learn from your mistakes. And no, you guys are going to do amazing. <laughs> and I just, I know the heart that you carry, Pastor Paulo, that seacoast, the culture there is so it's just so much about the presence of the Holy Spirit and letting him really lead mm -hmm. those personal encounters. And so I know that's going to yeah. translate into this warming shelter. And I think it's cool. Um, I was just thinking like, it's not just for 
the northern states that experience these hard winters like if nothing it could be more so for some of the more southern states like I remember being um, in Birmingham and it was like people did not know what to do when it got freezing and so that's when those warming centers came in handy more than anything because it was like we don't know what to do with the cold weather night um, so it's just such a practical thing I feel like it's not necessarily the simplest but if you have the space I think it could be just such a win building relationship with the community with the local government it's just a really really blessing kind of an opportunity um yeah <laughs> cool okay so thank you all so much I know we're coming up on time I wanted to just ask you guys if people want to follow along um on what you're doing or watch outreach stories happening how can we find you on social media or online Natalie <laughs> yeah so um we have an outreach Instagram and Facebook it's at grace loves tx um, and then our church Instagram um, and Facebook is at Grace Houston TX. So we usually will post, um, we'll post out most outreaches on our church page. But um, if you want to see even more outreach, you can follow our outreach page. Perfect. Thank you so much. Connor, how can we follow you guys? Um, first, it might not translate when I say it out loud, but movement, we spell M-V-M-N-T. It's sort of stylized. So you can find our website at movementchurch.com. You can find us on Facebook at Movement Church um, and on Instagram at We Are Movement Church. Perfect. Got it. We will link to that in the notes. Thank you so much. And Pastor Pablo? Yeah, I deleted my MySpace page, so we're going to move on from that one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> For Probably some people don't even know what MySpace is, but... Um, Anyways, uh, actually, um, our Instagram account is NCH Green Center. Perfect. That's new. Awesome. Okay. Thank you all so, so much again. This was like, like I said, spitfire kind of an episode and it was packed with wonderful stuff. And we thank y'all, we honor you. Thank you for just the investment you've made into the Servolution community, as well as your local communities. We're gonna be praying for you guys and listeners. Thank y'all for taking your time today to hang out. We will see you next time on the Serve Brew. Happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for joining in on today's conversation. Don't forget to hit subscribe to see who we'll be having coffee with next time on the Serve Brew.